We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we're recording this Monday early evening. Had a little time to digest from the Brooklyn game. You know, it didn't after I don't after that Niners game, I was thinking, you know, maybe we don't need to pod about the Warriors tonight. Maybe we should let it sit for a day. Uh, and after they played, probably for the better. <laughs> I was I didn't think I would Look, the Warriors needed to win that game last night. Like, they needed to win every single game from here on out. And I, after the Niners game, I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to be not gonna be mad about the Warriors because, you know, the Niners are going to be in the NFC Championship game and they be, just beat the Cowboys. I'm going to be happy. I fell asleep after the game, Sam. Woke up uh, later that night. I rewatched the Warriors game and I looked at myself. I said, yep, that – I'm still mad. That, that, <laughs> how is it possible that – like, that's how bad they finished that game, that you could still be mad about that loss after the Niners win a playoff game. The Warriors are a joke right now. Objectively, an absolute joke right now for, for the type of basketball they how should many, be playing. How many, different, how many different ways or how many different times have they had the same loss? You know what I mean? Like that's, that, Every team has one to two of these a season because it's a long season. I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I want to say they've had 10 of the same losses. You know, like you got you got Charlotte, you got Orlando. Um, you had uh let's keep going through you had, uh Phoenix. I mean, they you were had, up in Boston late, let's be real. Yeah, Phoenix yeah. They, Phoenix they played a C team and lost. Like it's the same, maybe not the same exact loss, but the same vibes. I would say there's at least 10 of them where it's just this is not acceptable. You come out of that game, you're just this is not acceptable. How how, how is it possible that you look at each other in the eyes after the game and you're just like no, are you serious? Are the Warriors serious about playing basketball the this Bulls. season? I mean, God. yeah, we can just keep going down. On I mean, and on and on and on. Just so stale. Detroit multiple times. Across the board, man. I'm starting to wonder, like, are they, maybe they might just not be a contender. That might be where we're at with this team. Like, the vibes, every now and then, they give you a flicker of hope, and then it gets back. It, I'm going to ask you a question. I saw this on my timeline. Does this feel worse than 2021 to you? It does not feel worse than 2021. Okay. Um, and it does not because they won a championship last year. And I think people probably want to say it feels worse. But to me, and I think this is how the Warriors feel. Hear me out on this. I think that they're tired and not physically tired. I think they're mentally tired. I think they're a team that looks like they are almost content with four, at least in the regular season. I think they're saying to themselves, man, for the first time in a long time, maybe the first time since after 2019 when, when the guys got hurt, they're just saying, it's a lot. We've got so many games. We've got 30-plus games this season to go. Then we've got to get in the postseason. Then we've got to drag our ass through every single one of these games. We're tired. And I think that's where the Warriors are at. I think they've been this way probably the last month and a half or so. When they dug out of that 3-7 and seven hole, I think they looked at you and said, this is so much energy to get out of this. And I don't know if they're I don't know if they have that mental energy to do it again down the stretch. So what it feels like to me, Sam. Um, and then I, I also feel like it's not as bad because they just won last season. So 
Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with you. 2021, it felt like they were drifting into the abyss. You didn't know if they could get back. They obviously got back. Now it's just kind of like what is it's a different vibe, but I will agree with you. Like my overarching take is like, they don't feel like they have energy. We've hit the dog days of the season. Steph has not played particularly well in January. Um, and it's kind of like, you, you knew that was going to come at some stretch. That's what made them being so bad in the early part of the season. Infuriating Steph was in unanimous MVP torch the, the globe mode and they weren't getting wins you knew he was going to have a span where his efficiency it's not even bad it's just like dropped off a little bit you know he's not shooting 55 percent or whatever from the field and all that sort of stuff and so now it's even worse um and they just feel stale i don't know how else to put it like we could debate moves or anything what they need is like an injection of energy more than anything and it's not going to come from the old guys and honestly it shouldn't have to not with what everything they've accomplished in their careers. It shouldn't have to come from the old guys. I think they came into the season, and they meaning Draymond uh, and Steph, maybe specifically, is that the injection of energy was going to come from the second timeline. Because that's the whole point of the second timeline is they're going to be able to drag you, not, not win pool. games by themselves, because that's a little unfair, but they're going to be able to inject some energy and refresh, like just stuff to celebrate about and be happy about because this team has done the same thing for years. The end of the day, win or lose situation, those guys are going to be fine, but it's an 82-game season. You need new stuff to push it forward, right? And I think yeah. that was the point of Kaminga. That was the point of Wiseman. That was the point of Moses Moody. Uh, even Jordan Poole, you just said. Even Jordan Poole, someone like him. And as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, all four of those players have been, I mean, Poole's probably been the most impactful, but only because he plays so much. But other than that, you know, Kaminga's been out a month. He's been good, but he's been out a month. Wiseman's, you know, Wiseman's Wiseman, and the Moody has, is not playing. So you can even say, like, Patrick Baldwin's probably the guy that's been, like, most refreshing. Um, I guess you would say Kaminga, but, like, Patrick Baldwin's no, been, like, refreshing. It's, it's, so it's, like, they just haven't had the effect to make the game joyful. I guess you could say joyful for the guys. Like, there's no joy right now for these guys, man. It looks miserable out there. I will say Kuminga did have a good game in Brooklyn, and I kind of want the Warriors to lean more into Kuminga just because he brings kind of, I mean, it's like that, it's like that meme, you know, like the chest with the dog. Like yeah. he he has a lot of youthful moments where you're like, what are you doing? You know, and he definitely wants to do more than he's allowed to do. But at the same time, he's the He's the best athlete on the team, and he tries to assert it. And it, sometimes it just feels like this team needs, like, you remember that Charlotte game right before Kuminga got hurt where he kind of took over the game defensively at the end with that huge strip steal and transition play, and you're just like, that's that's the guy. That's the guy I wanted to see all along with the physical tools and the wing defense and everything. I kind of feel like they need to lean more into him just because, like, if nothing else, he's going to bring a level of youthful energy that you're not getting from Looney. You're not getting from some of these guys, you know, and and they need a little of that. So I, I do think, like, if we want to talk on the positive, Kuming is that. But, but like you said, that's just one guy, and he did miss almost a month there, and that's also been another part of the energy drain, you know, of the young guys. I, I think it's fair to say Poole's been disappointing this year. To his, to what you, you expected Poole to take a step. He hasn't taken a step. And he's kind of – do you agree with me he's kind of a head case? Like where he um, – and, and people are going to take that the wrong way for me. But, I mean, like he'll have games where he's like super energetic. Then you have games where you can tell he's in his head. And it's just up and down in a way where I'm like, I need I need more of like just a positive energy. Stuff I here. think I completely agree. I, I think I think part of that has been environment because it, it oh, actually you got punched in the face. Well, <laughs> I, I was actually not even thinking of that. I was thinking more along the guys that he's playing with because he got put in a position where he was playing with Jamichael Green, James Wiseman, and Kaminga to start the season. Like, what is you know? In retrospect, my God, was that bad? Just unfair to everybody in the, in that quartet of players um it's just been that kind of season and i don't think we forget that jordan Poole is so young that i think he's gone through the growing pains that we didn't really have to see last season because the team had so many vets and they were so good everything was so good last season i think when people question i think slater always brings this up he always brings up the reggie jackson 
Um, and I think, you know, Poole's going to be a lot better than Reggie Jackson for his career. But when Reggie Jackson signed his big contract to go to um, – where did he go? Detroit? Detroit. It all fell apart. He wanted the contract. He wanted the the first option, but he's not good enough to be that guy. Um, and I think that's kind of where Jordan Poole is right now. Uh, imagine if Jordan Poole didn't sign the contract and he went somewhere else this offseason. I think this is what you'd see. Like Jordan Poole would probably shoot a lot of shots. He'd probably have some cool highlights. But ultimately, he wouldn't be a winning player on that team because it's not Jordan Poole right now. But as we saw last season, he can be for the Warriors in the in the right system. But he's not right now. I mean, you were watching last night. I'm, I watched it in Boston. Um, even even the game against the Cavs, I mean, he's making some defensive miscues in crunch time where you're just like, that just lost us the game. In Boston, they, he literally lost in the game. And you, it's hard because he's also scoring 30 points and you need that. But I'll, you know me, you know me. Andre Godala as the five, like, guy's not making a mistake on defense. Like, he might not score, but he's not making a mistake on defense. And that's the thing with the Warriors right now, too, just macro issue is that can't fucking defend. They can't defend. Just I might be able to score on this team. It's just it's pathetic. Um, missed rotation, missed rotation, open three. Yeah, over <laughs> and over work, again. Clockwork, <laughs> over clock and work. over again. Sam Esfendiari. You know what's one of my uh, every year? I have the exact same New Year's goal, and this New Year, you've got goals. I've got goals. My goal is to lose fifteen pounds. My doctor said I'm overweight. I'm two hundred four pounds, and what I can do? You two hundred four? Yeah, two you weigh more than me. All muscle, all muscle. I mean, I mean maybe maybe by two pounds, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I guess we have the same New Year's goal. Same New Year's goal. Get back to one ninety. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope. And uh, what I'm gonna do with that is uh, use something called Factor. That's one of our Lightyear sponsors, Lightyear's podcast sponsors this year. Um, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. You can save time and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to do list with Factor's ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, saves you money, skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, which is heaven for me. Uh, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. I actually do this for lunch. Uh, they gave us a bunch of uh, free meals for us to use. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the last few weeks here. I actually just ordered another bundle as well. Um, no matter what your lifestyle is, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto. I know you're a keto guy, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, not for me, but my mom loves it, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. It's prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. And you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bite smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. All right, and are you looking to cut back on takeout? You can get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Uh, achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best life ever. Those- Head to factormeals.com slash, here we go, lightyear60. Use code lightyear60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code lightyear60 at factormeals.com slash lightyear60. Yep. To get 60% off your first box. The other player who's really struggling right now is Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm just saying this with kind of, you know, it is what it is at this point with him. But like, since he's come back from injury, 34% from the field, 22.7% Jesus from Christ. three, he's not rebounding the ball. Steve didn't even play him down the stretch in Brooklyn. Um, I'm assuming something's a little off with him health-wise, but that's a big one too. Like he's another player who you would think using his athleticism would be a way to get more energy into this team. Like everything to me about the Warriors is like they have to find ways to get more energy into these games. And, you know, the players you're kind of counting on for it are not coming through right now. And it's a combo of injuries. Um, maybe subpar decision-making with going so young on the bench. And um, and then, you, and, and then you, you know, like getting back to Wiggins, he is hurt. It is what it is right now, you know? I, 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 would, be, uh, I would be surprised um, if he still – I don't – the Warriors are a team that doesn't play a guy until he's 100-100%, right? He, they – he probably came back a week after he was probably ready to come back. So for me to say, 
like it's an injury thing seems kind of weird. That just doesn't seem like the Warriors MO. Uh, to me, some of this I think is it's rust, but I also do think it's mental. I, I think especially for someone like Andrew Wiggins, who is mentally when he's mentally locked in, he is so good. We saw in the postseason when he believes that he can be that guy on the floor. He's that good. He had a good game against Boston. Like let's be in that second half. In that atmosphere, when he saw Jason Tatum across from him, he said, yeah, I'm going to be who I was. Um, I do think he's got some confidence that he needs to bring back. He was out for so long. And for someone that's never been out for that long, um, I think that's it. So I don't think it's injury, man. Because, if uh, again, I'm also kind of hoping it isn't. Because if it is, it's not good for the Warriors. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, same, I mean, with it, Steph. same with Steph, too. Because people are saying, like, oh, it might be hurt. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I think these guys are fine. I do think with Steph, one thing I'm noticing with him, I don't think he has his legs fully back. He's not moving as quick as he normally does. He hasn't Without a doubt. gotten that Without back. Doubt. That's just reality. He's 34. He'll be 35 in a month. He has to pace himself in the regular season, which is why the energy has to come from other places. It really does. You know, That's where the young guys are supposed to bring some energy. Um, but you get injuries. You, you know, Some young guys are unplayable, and things, things go weird really quickly in that capacity. Um, you could be right on Wiggins. It is noticeable, though. He hasn't found his groove since he came back. And a while now, too. It's been a long time. Yeah, he's played seven games. He obviously sat the one in Cleveland, which they <laughs> won. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about two, two, you know, just two weeks, maybe two and change. We're talking about this point. So uh, it's enough time that you would have thought he'd have one of those, you know, 25 point, you know, uh, eight for 15 for the field performances. And it hasn't happened yet. Has not happened yet. I mean, this team is just disappointing in that, um, you know, the, the it's not like the young guys or any of those guys, the bench is any good, but they're, they're disappointing in big stretches where you you believe that if it's a close game with five minutes to go, the Warriors are going to win every, every single one of them. That's what happened in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And the story of the season, I think, is one, the second timeline stuff hasn't worked, but also, two is like, holy, holy shit, is, is Steph going to close a game? Is Draymond going to get a stop here? Because he hasn't, right? Is Angel mm-hmm. Wiggins going to make a shot? Is Clay Thompson? Jesus, dude, are you going to make a shot? Or are you going to actually, no, not a shot. Are you going to make the right pass and not take a bad shot? Same with Jordan Poole. Do you guys have to shoot it every single time? And I think that's the story for a lot of these Warriors games this season is, yeah, dude, the bench freaking sucks and they need to get someone. But holy crap, this, this starting unit cannot close. And that's happened across, you could probably say, five plus games already this season. And uh, imagine them with five more wins, right? And that's just that's just reality with this team. It's so weird because it's not like they're, I don't know, would you say they're washed? I wouldn't say they're washed. No, not, not even that. They're just not closing. It's odd. Can't really I do at it. this at this point. I feel like they need to make a move just to inject new life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it would be it, like a young guy, though. You would say like it wouldn't be like a obviously not Marcus Saul, but it wouldn't be like a vet buyout. Like Marcus Saul is not injecting energy to the team, right? No, you're, like, no. You're saying like a like a young wing or something or a young big, I don't know, or just like medium age, you know, like someone who's like Marcus All's 37, you know what I'm saying? Like no, no, no. I'm I'm thinking someone who's in that like Wiggins to uh, 30 age range, maybe someone who hasn't been through a grind of the playoffs, a little hungrier right now. Like a lot can be fixed by injecting a few a little energy. Mix that with Kuminga taking a larger role and Wiggins hopefully snapping out of this. And maybe maybe that's all you need to get them going, honestly. But I don't know, man. You watch this team. It's the same loss every time. They win one, they lose one. They win one, they lose one. Right now they are the 10 seed in the West. Jesus. Go to play Memphis on Wednesday. Would not be shocked if they beat Memphis because they decide to yeah, get out for yeah, it. Exactly. They're tired. Yeah. they're tired of those guys. They'll be exactly. back in the sixth seed because that's how the West is moving right now. Like, yep. I mean, they are they're a half game out of the seventh seed and they're one game out of being the five seed right now. So it's not like it's not like that's I mean, the, the entire West is average. Everyone's it's gonna win. Joke. Everyone's gonna win 43 games. You know, it's like it's 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 a joke conference right now. Um, but they really do need an injection. And I feel like this, uh, I'm glad we didn't record after last night's game because it would just been angrier, but also we would have been able to talk about the Lakers making a trade. And what I think is, you know, the official started trade season. I've been saying it on the pod all, all the time. Like a little early. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. We're two, two weeks. 
two and change yeah. from the deadline. So, yeah. you know, I, I was thinking next week would be when we get the first trade, to be yeah. honest with you. But like yeah. until a trade happened, it was it was going to be impossible to tell like how aggressive the Warriors would have to be to pull something off. And I don't know how you feel about this. Kendrick Nunn and <laughs> three second round picks. Was a four, five, whatever it was, six. They're second round picks. Who cares? <laughs> exactly, I mean, exactly. Honestly, like Joe Lacob, one thing I've always admired about him, he'll just go buy another second round. You can't buy first because no Facts. one sells first. Facts. But like, okay, you trade your second. You could buy this. You could buy a pick within three picks of it. The Warriors do that all the time. Exactly. Rollins was bought. So um, I shouldn't have. I'm just being an <laughs> that's asshole. A, that's a different. Be, I'm just being an asshole. A different <laughs> conversation. But what I was, what I'm getting at is. You know, I get it. Rui is he's first off, you you know his game better than me, but like it's not like he's not a flawless player, but and he is a restricted free agent. Um but literally giving away a player you're not playing, plus like a couple snuff second round picks, like I would that's pretty low cost. That's a that's a cost the Warriors can meet without having to like give up the future and that sort of stuff, right? The war. The, let me say one thing for for talking about that. The Washington Wizards are an embarrassment. I mean, you know, we're talking about the the Warriors being pathetic, but you know, whatever. Like, it's relative to standards. Yes. We're holding we're holding them to to championship standards. We're holding the Wizards to play in standards. Just just be a we'll real still, functioning. Still yeah, fat franchise. Man, you just sell off Rui Hachimura. And again, I'm not a big Rui guy. Um, even though he's you know he's Japanese, so you know I claim him, but he's or half Japanese. Um, he's not that good. Like he's 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 a chucker, he's a mid-range guy, doesn't really play defense, right? But you know what the Warriors did a couple years ago that I also didn't like? Got Andrew Wiggins. Because they got Andrew Wiggins because he's athletic, he's got pedigree. Um, they think they can turn him into a good defender. I don't think anybody was saying Andrew Wiggins could be a lockdown defender three years ago. Um, and so the Lakers, you know, I, I don't know how good they are with development. I think some of their they're good at drafting. But maybe they can turn him to be someone that can play. The he's got the tools. Stretch four. Yeah, exactly. So it wasn't. So he's a ninth pick overall. Not like he was a second round pick. So this is not a guy that has no physical capabilities, right? Like he could be a baller. And like you said, dude, Kendrick Nunn in 16 seconds is a joke. Kendrick Nunn is not good at basketball. Uh, he could, you could shoot it a little bit, but he's not. And he definitely doesn't have the physical profile like someone like Rui, who, if it ends up well, because they're kind of they're taking a swing here. If it ends up well, is a two-way player that could play in a playoff rotation. Where with Kendrick and I, you're like, dude, I, this guy's not going to be a player anyway. It costs them and that's, nothing to do that. And I, and I want to piggyback off that. I wanted them to get a player like Rui because that's who they've proven they're incredibly good at developing. You brought up Andrew Wiggins. How old was Wiggins when the Warriors acquired him? 25. 25? Probably, yeah. How old is Rui? He's turning 25 any day now. Um. They're both wings with outlier physical gifts. Like the the most attractive quality about them is their physical gifts and the fact that they have some touch. They have bad shot selection. They don't play defense. What are the two things Steve Kerr is really good at doing? Fixing guys' shot selection and forcing them to defend. I feel pretty confident the Warriors got a guy like Rui. It wouldn't happen overnight, but Steve Kerr could probably turn him into a player. Um, And so, you know, that's one. There's other players on the market to be had who well, kind of fit that similar range. Another thing about Rui too, it's it's fascinating to see on the on the on the Twitter timeline is that every fan base is like, well, shit, we couldn't have gotten Rui. <laughs> like that, yeah. that's what. So part of it, it kind of tells me like the tools are the tools, man. You, yeah. It's not that easy to find six eight guys with seven plus wingspans who like can do a little bit of everything. Like not saying, like you said, he doesn't defend. Doesn't mean he can't defend, but, but it might be a mental thing. It might be a. Currently, he is not playing the defense. That's for sure. <laughs> you think Kaminga's defending if he got drafted by a team that wasn't good? Like, same thing, right? Like, maybe sure. someone's taking a chance on him. Not, not saying that he's the same type of player. Rui's but... not falling out of the rotation if he's not defending in Washington. Uh, in Golden State, he would. You know? In Golden State, he would get the Kuminga treatment. Like, no, you, you, lock, you at least try or uh, we'll play Anthony Lamb over you. You know? Like, so I, I do find it interesting. So that, that was to the point you are making before I cut you off. Is- I'm not. You're not so much worried about getting Rui. That's not the issue here. But but it sounds like if the Warriors were to make a move, that is this is this market maybe a little better for the Warriors than we a little thought softer than we getting? thought. 
I think it could, it's interesting. The player I immediately I thought of two players when Rui got traded. Um, Jalen McDaniels. Well, actually three. Jalen McDaniels, PJ Washington, and Darius Baisley. Those are all guys who are going to be free agents at the end of their deal, just like Rui. So if you're acquiring them, you have to kind of know what it's going to take to re-sign them in the offseason, which is kind of a warrior stumbling block with the tax right now. But I thought Rui could have been moved for more because he is restricted. So ultimately, it's not like you like your worst case is you have to match a contract that's higher than you want but you don't lose him. You know what I'm saying? Like Darius Baisley or um, Baisley on the, uh, on the thunder. He's another player who's going to be a restricted free agent. You have all the capability of bringing him back. If you're willing to pay the price next year. And I thought just having that restricted tag would be able to get a first round pick for some of these 24, 25 year old wings with, you know, tools who haven't put it together. And, And maybe that's not the case. Maybe like, are you telling me if the Warriors offered Moses Moody, they wouldn't have got Rui, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, he, that's, be, that's better than none and, you know, a bunch of 43rd picks, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And the Warriors would never do that. The Warriors just yeah, off the that's, cost control you're talking about. Just, yeah. just off that. I mean, they'd never do that. So the one thing I was thinking about is if you like any of those wings I listed, uh, Jalen McDaniels. I love two of them. The Charlotte ones. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're not with Basley. He's, he's terrible. He's terrible. He's young, <laughs> he's, but he's terrible. He's a little bit. Be- he's got a little better this year. <laughs> he's ter- There's I been can't. some improvement. He's finally I, shooting it over 40% from the field. From the field. Yeah. I know. Just 35 from three. PJ Washington's a shooter can play a little defense. I mean, perfect. And he's young enough still. I know Eric Pascal owns him, but Eric Pascal's not an NBA. So whatever. Uh, PJ Washington's. That's also like one of those weird things weird, where I'm like, yeah. uh, <laughs> randomly, Eric, Eric Pascal turns into an all star versus funniest shit. Though. I mean, we didn't have much that season when the Warriors were winning 10 games, but we had that. I do um, agree with you. McDaniel's probably the, the, the best of those three I listed. The one. That's the one. That's the one. Because I also love Jaden McDaniel. I don't know if they're brothers uh, because Jaden and Jalen McDaniel. Okay, they're brothers. Um, and they're both fascinating to me. Jalen, I think Jaden's probably a little better. Um, yeah, Jalen, same thing. Longer. Lanky, Jalen shoot a little bit, right? Jalen's a uh, a year and change older. Um, mm-hmm. just, just for I actually didn't. I actually didn't know. I love Jaden. Um, and I watched. I, I watched the Hornets because Lamelo. So like, they're kind of fun, but not really. Even though the big warrior fan oh, again, go be a but, Hornets fan, bro. <laughs> by the way, Lamelo might have Steph ankles. Uh, he's got to get that thing fixed. Um, he's gonna ankle his way into getting them Wembenyama and turning into a dynasty. That would be the ultimate Steph move. That is that is that is true. That I have is zero faith. Charlotte four forty four. No way. Charlotte's giving him the max when when he's up for a contract. Whether he deserves it or not is another question. But Jalen's the perfect, even more so than PJ Washington player for the Warriors because he's a wing and he can maybe shoot it. But he's got the dude. He's got the talent he defensively to be to be a beast defensively. PJ is kind of more like he's he's good, but the ceiling that Jalen McDaniels has defensively yeah. is just dude. If I were to. And I don't know, man. We saw the I don't even know where the train gotta have like a seven three wingspan. Oh, it was from ESPN. Yeah, where you're just like where you're there. People expect Charlotte to move them because they don't want to stay in free agent because Charlotte's a dumpster fire. You know what I'm saying? So it's like God, those are two good players, too. But don't you think if they could get so here's my thing. I know they can't retain them because it's gonna cost a lot of money, but in the offseason, you could theoretically move some things around so you could keep them. So what, what I wonder is, you know, how aggressive would the Warriors really be willing to be in those situations? Because it would be like, okay, you're acquiring him knowing in the offseason you're going to have to give him 10 to 15 million. And but but then maybe you move someone else to save those 10 to 15 or million, something like that. You know, maybe, maybe you move off of Wiseman, maybe you move pool. Isn't Move. Wiseman in that initial trade though? To to those maybe guys, to maybe team? I mean it's a, I if a bunch of second round picks get Rui, I can't imagine Charlotte's getting offers that are better than Wiseman for those players. Wow, you know what I mean, wow. like that's that's kind of maybe I'm overreading it. Maybe the Wizards just made a really dumb trade, and yeah. the markets yeah. are not actually that good, and the Warriors are going to kind of regret not taking that gamble because they could have got a player, you know, he might be Rue might Rue may never figure it out, but if he does, you're going to laugh about what you paid for him. Right. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are laughing to the bank right now. They got Wiggins, Kaminga, and a championship for D'Angelo Russell because of the yeah. gamble that they made. Uh, and it's a high, way higher stakes gamble. This, this yeah, really, a lot more money on the line there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really nothing at the end of the day. But I, your point is taken. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You put, because the trade said wise. Actually, we never talked about this. I That trade is put in front of you. You're Bob Myers. Or maybe you're Kirk because Bob doesn't work for the Warriors anymore. I don't know what he does. He goes on TV all day. And that trade gets it was Wiseman Moody, right? Wiseman Moody for uh PJ Jalen. And then, I mean there might be some filler, filler there, Sam, that I forgot. Mason Plumley. Mason. Oh, how, oh, whoa. Well, hold on. That is the guy. That is that moves the needle, by the way. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Relax. I mean, that's I mean, like, yo. Well, you are correct. So um, Mason Plumley, I forgot. This is from team. ESPN's insider, but the basic idea is Charlotte's going to lose most of these guys in free agency. So if they can get a couple like high upside gambles, it's there. These three players would immediately make the Warriors rotation a ton better. Oh my God. And I think the way the Warriors would do it is like, you kind of have to, you'd only make a gamble like, you know, Wiseman and Moody for PJ Washington, Jalen McDaniels and Mason Plumley. If you're like 100% confident, you can keep one of those young wings next year, you know, like that's the only way it makes sense to do that. Otherwise you're just throwing it all away for rentals. Right. Yeah. But when I read this, I was like, yeah, that this sounds like some made up thing that you and I would say, um, that has zero percent chance of happening, right? We don't because we don't have to deal with the low. This, uh, this sounds like something you and I would have said over some Pacific Catch ramen, you know, maybe with a cocktail in hand, 100%. just not living in reality, but really enjoying a delicious meal. Um, that's that's kind of where I was coming with this. But now that I saw what Rui got moved for and seeing like media people write about this stuff, it might not be that far-fetched. Oh. They might not have to be attaching first-round picks to get something like this done. And if that's the case, I- I'm I-, I just if I'm Bob Myers, I'm feeling a lot more aggressive. The part that always scared me was like trading the 2026 or 2028 first, where like Steph might be retired. Steph might be living in, in Charlotte with his kids by then. And and you know, and we're watching no nothing chance. and giving giving away the, the future Wembenyama to like the Pelicans type of deal. Um that trade is I and I think I responded to that five days ago if it was like a year ago now, but yeah, that trade is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's objectively so good for the Warriors, probably now, probably in the future, except for if the main fact except for the main fact why they don't do it is because that they won't be able to keep any of them. It's because they won't sign any of them because they're not gonna they're not gonna keep Wiseman as of today. They have to choose Tim Kalkami. We all know we've been known this. They cannot keep Wiseman and Draymond and Poole, all of them today. So if you're well, trading Wiseman, someone's the odd man out, minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Minimum. So if to- you're telling me they have to they, they trade Wiseman to get and Moody to get those three players, they're not paying any of them because Draymond and Poole are gonna be on the team. Un- unless, unless you sign uh, uh unless Let's say McDaniels. Gone. Yeah, 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 you keep McDaniels and and at that point Draymond. Or, you or like, you know, or you move, you know, you make that trade, you re-sign McDaniels, and then you trade pool after that to They're save money. Pool. They're not trading pool. Um, but but like what we're getting at here is like, could they do it? Yes. Now we're talking about like three to four transactions, and it feels the more moving parts there are, the less light. The more we're just living in fantasy land oh, over our ramen. fantasy yeah. basketball. Also, it's also that sounds like just a teardown, um, like a weird pseudo teardown, and that's not what the Warriors. I don't know. As far as we know, that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to do like a weird pay more money for guys, and then you're almost you're almost like replacing the big money guys with guys that you know. I like Jalen and PJ. Yeah. But I don't like them like that. You know what I mean? I don't like them. To, I like them on the team right now as supplementary players. But yeah, you you start banking on those guys to be your future. You're starting to become the Charlotte Hornet. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's Charlotte. You know, but I mean? you know, they could go different directions. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if, but it seems unlikely. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Grammarly works where you do, so every important project gets done on time. Grammarly premiums, tone suggestions take your writing to the next level keeping you professional as you balance being direct and friendly while finding solutions with your team. I've actually used Grammarly. It's something that our, you know, I work in tech sales, you work in sales, we all work in sales. And one of the things that they teach you 
that you need to get very good at is your tone and how you speak to people, how you speak to execs, how you speak to people that matter, right? And what Grammarly Premium has done is very well is it helps with advanced spelling, grammar, punctuation, and conciseness suggestions to ensure your writing or speaking is professional, mistake-free, and clear. Um, that's why, partly the reason why we've been able to sell to ad sponsors like Grammarly. The right tone can move any project forward when you get it just right with Grammarly. You can go to Grammarly.com slash tone to download and learn more about Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions. That is G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash tone. All right, let's get to the let's get to the voicemails. We got some good ones here. So given like the rumored trade, like I think there's really like an excuse for what you're going to say to not make a move. Like there is not an excuse. There are deals out there to be made if you want if you want to make these deals. Like like not saying like give up the farm but like for like a pleasure. But like passing an attempt to actually try to improve this roster in some in some way. Like that's an attempt to actually try. Look, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with him. Um, the team is stale. They need an injection of something. And we just saw a trade, which didn't cost a lot happen. Like they're, how would you feel if the Warriors didn't make a move? Oh, dude. Uh, it depends. Is it a vet, a buyout only move that they have? Um, something to me feels like they're just going to get rid of Jermichael Green's contract. But yeah, dude, if they, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make a trade trade. It just it wouldn't surprise me, mm-hmm. and um, frankly, the fact that they have to make a trade to give them, like you said, the injection uh, is is a is a um, direct. That's a direct feedback of the second timeline plan not working because, sure. dude, you didn't need a trade. The point of these guys were that. Kaminga's going to give you the energy. Eisenman's going to give you the energy. Moses Moody was going to come in this year and going to be the eighth man. That's what those guys were supposed to do, man. You're not supposed to need to make a freaking trade. And now they're in the point where they do. And that's... They were they were supposed to have a roster that actually a vet buyout was exactly what they needed. They're like, exactly. there's a buyout guy. This is just going to exactly. clean up the, the, the fringes, the rotation. Exactly. All right, got next call. Hi, Sam and Andy. This is Laurel. I enjoy your podcast. And I have a question. Is it possible that the Warriors core has just become too old to play motion offense, at least for any extended period? And if so, what could they do about it? Thanks. Hmm. You know, no one's ever asked us that question. Huh. I've never thought of it that way. That's a that's a great call, Laurel. Um, I, first thing I think of is like LeBron, how he just like rests on defense and they run like a lot of like simple, like isolation or pick and roll to limit movement. So that guys can play more for aging, um, which I'm not saying the Warriors should do, but like, it speaks to the point that like, it does take a lot of cardiovascular fitness to run around as much as the Warriors do. Um, I don't think so. I don't think age is the reason they're struggling because the motion offense isn't the reason that they're fouling on defense, you know? Like, it's just, you could say fatigue, I suppose, but that's not what I'm seeing from it. I I think, if anything, there are issues with the motion offense or they might not have enough high IQ players to run it. That is, that is, dude, you freaking stole it at the end. That's why the motion offense isn't working. Um, And we saw it not work before. They got too many idiots trying to play different stuff. You know what? I take that back. It's not idiots. It's people that have been used to playing a different style of basketball their whole life. Um, and that's really the rest of the NBA too. Um, you think the Lakers would be able to run motion style? You think that actually the Celtics probably have enough smart people to play motion offense, and they kind of do. But beyond that, Miami, but Miami doesn't have enough ball handlers, right? Like, there's not many teams. Like Dallas is not running motion offense. All these different teams in the NBA, they're not running motion offenses because it's not the motion offense that's hard to run. Everybody can set a back screen, but it's the constant moving and cutting, and also playing without the basketball and playing with each other without the basketball that's hard that that requires great passers that requires the ability to understand where to be Steph relocating that type of stuff that's not something you just learn it's something you just like Otto Porter came in he just knew it because he's done it forever Georgetown Nemanja Bielica it's an overseas type player they they that's a style that they play so he Mm -hmm. knew what to do GP2 
I don't I mean, he seemed like he just kind of I mean his his role was pretty defined so it's pretty easy Damian Lee JTA those guys were role players that just had to play this way because they weren't going to be in the NBA but when you're talking about I mean Jordan Poole's getting he's going to be in the NBA regardless if he knows you know understands whether to relocate or not right and uh and Kaminga Moody they're just too young to figure that stuff out so I, I don't know I, I for a second I was like okay the fatigue stuff does make sense but you're right it's just it's IQ just don't have enough smart players on the team to play this style Defensively, defensively too I was wrong. You were right. Good win. Hope we can do it again next year. Go fucking Chiefs. Go Bengals. Mahomes getting that second ring. Going to feel like Steph in 2016, 2017. The NFL's Steph Curry got to do it again. On my hands and knees begging. Looking forward to hosting a playback on Friday. Go game, guys. Oh, uh, you're right. Mikas Friend of the show, fine. Mike Mikas, who we know is a Cowboys fan, in his feelings. Wow. I give him credit. He did call um, based on the timestamp somewhere in the range of one to two hours after the game. That sounded that that hurt. Do, wanna, do we want to talk about I the game? It. I love it. I love it. So here, I love it. You were very confident. You were a lot confident than I was confident. I'm uh, about. I am. Game. I am a. Uh, Look, you can even when you were on your fire Kyle bandwagon. I am I am a Shanahan guy. Call me a, a Shanna Stan. I don't know oh, ooh, something corny like that. Good. Um, I don't know, man. They're the most talented roster. I've just felt that way for a long time. I like the way they play football. I just I and maybe it's because I I'm not as emotionally invested. Actually, it's definitely because I'm not as emotionally invested as you. Um, but yeah, I was I was very confident, and I I personally love physical grinding out football. That was that was peak football. It's like watching the Boston Warriors, uh, Boston Golden State game on a Thursday night, and it was it was, well, it was a better result. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you know it was one hundred and five to one hundred and six tied uh, at mm-hmm. the end of regulation, and I tweeted out, "Dude, this is basketball. This is peak basketball." Everyone's like, "Is it? Look at all these." People. I'm like, "Dude, it's two teams that at their peak are the two best teams in the NBA. They're playing not. It's the Warriors aren't way better than them, and vice versa." Um, Teams are going to make mistakes, but this is exactly what basketball should be. It should not be 135, 132. That's not what basketball is, dude. It shouldn't be 75, 72 either. This is not the the the, the Spurs and the Nets. Like this isn't that. But I think the perfect slot there. 19 and 12, 19 or 12 last yesterday was kind of nasty. But you know, I gotta say, I've been I've been uh, I've been annoyed at Kyle Shanahan, and uh, I do love me Jim Harbaugh. But dude, you cannot argue against facts. Kyle Shanahan is now more successful as a Niners coach than Jim Harbaugh, but both of them fail to do one thing. <laughs> Neither of them have a championship. So hopefully this is we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's a little early. We'll see. We'll see. I Sunday's game is gonna be awesome. I'll put it that way. But. I'm scared. I'm already nervous. I think Philly's a better team. You're talking about most talented team. I, I think Philly's probably got the most talented roster in the NFL. Um that's mm. that's uh I mean they've I got Niners, the same... I think the Niners got better talent. Really? I mean they got yeah. the weapons on offense to match the Niners. They've got a great deal just like the Niners. Devontae AJ? It's Jalen Hurts? And quarterback mm. matters more. Mm. You no? Know? Well, it's a good team. You're in Philly too. I was surprised at the line, minus two and a half for Philly. I thought it was a little low. I was surprised that they came in that low. But I think Niners gonna run it down their throat. Oh boy. Thought they would this week too. Cowboys that can actually guard the run. I don't know if that's true about the uh, Eagles, but next one. Let's get back to the miserable team at Chase Center. Guys, how you doing? It's Paul. Look, I got to be honest. After two things about the Warriors' loss. The first thing is the team can always do with another big, another big wing, someone who's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, or above. The reasons are clear. The rebounding, the shooting, the passing, the defense, which has struggled. But the second and most important thing is these guys got to play better. You know, past two games, Celtics, Celtics game, and yesterday against um, the Nets, Steph has been bad in the fourth quarter. Like, he's been bad in the fourth quarter. Like, Clay has been bad in the fourth quarter. Wiggins has been a mess since he came back from injury. You know, so at some point, it's a matter of these guys just have to play better. You know, it's not always about a big wing or a front office trade or whatever. Like, these guys got to play better. Even when you go back to the beginning of the season, three and seven start, a bunch of those games, the bench played badly, but the starters couldn't close it out. You know, so to me, like, 
when I look at all this, it brings me to my larger point and my big picture point, which is that I know some people have said it, and I know, like, it's tough to accept it, but I think this has to be the last year of the Steph, Clay, Draymond, you know, core. Because I think we're beginning to see, you know, and we all know the old saying, right? It's better a year or two early than a year or two late, you know. So to me, even if it means you give up on one extra good year of Draymond or one extra good year of Clay, I, dis- I disagree. It's pretty I disagree. To me that you can't take this core and expect to play an 82 game season and a you know postseason and expect good results. Like, I just feel uh, no, like no I, what happens this year. I'm gonna cut this guy off, even this though it's recording. Last year of that core because it's beginning. After I told you that uh, that I don't have anything to say for this call, Sam, like, I just went right into it. I, I disagree, dude. You ride this core till it's one year late or two years late because you know why? There's no freaking way you're going to convince me that the next group of guys are ready to actually win anything of importance. And if you're telling me that as frustrated as I am with this team, if you're telling me that they're going to be the sixth seed or even a play-in team, you're telling me they're the eighth seed, cool. I'll ride with that. I'll roll with that. My Let's thing get it in the postseason. My whole thing is – both Clay and Draymond's contracts expire next year. You may have no choice anyway. They, I just can't see them getting big, bigger money offers than they currently have. It's not the way it usually works. And if they take less money, because that's what the market says, like no one's giving Clay 40 a year. Sorry, it's not happening, you know? Um, Draymond's probably not getting 27 either at his age. So if they're going to take a little less, that actually gives you the wiggle room to put more players around them. So they like the way you and I have seen it is they age like the Spurs guys where guys come up around them. But a big part of the Spurs being able to do that was all those Spurs guys taking less money as they, as they played less Manu took less money because he wasn't able to play 30 minutes a game, you know, that sort of stuff. So I'm like, if you're Clay Thompson, you're making, what did you say? 43 right now? What did you say? It'll be 43 like, next year. I said 40-ish. 40. Dude, like, if you're Clay Thompson, love Clay Thompson, but you're coming off that country asking for extension, be serious. Like, you're not going to – and it's not his fault that he was out for two years with an injury, but the Warriors, you, you were paid almost 60-plus million, if not more, to sit on the bench for two seasons. So I think if you're negotiating as, as if you're Warriors, you're like, dude, if you want to retire a Warrior, like, we'll give you money, but you can't ask for ridiculous amount. Same with Draymond Green, which is like, dude, if you're going to be on this team, like, who's going to give you more than what we're going to you want to, if you want to chase, if you want to chase every last dollar, you can, but Go. you're going to spend your last couple of years in Detroit. Miserable. You know? Yeah. Miserable. If you want to be on a contender, you're in an age where you probably have to take less. And for what it's worth, I have no inclination that either of those guys have. Right. Are doing right. that, and I just my, my my broader point was, I don't think anyone in the free agency market's giving Clay forty plus. Next. You know, like exactly. he's going to be thirty four off of those injuries, so everyone knows he can only play sixty. He's a sixty game player now. You know, like people what, pay. What is realistically his a- annual average salary? Twenty five coming up, probably the same as probably. If you look at what guys like DeRozan get, who I think I think that's probably fair. Um, even though I think he's better. Um. It's in that same range that Wiggins makes, you know, something like that. Maybe a couple more, maybe a couple less, like that twenty, that mid twenties. Um, I would say maybe a couple less with the way that he. Yeah, it's it's maybe. it's not even. I like, like my point is, that's automatically fifteen, if not eighteen million less than he's making now. Right. Draymond right. is going to get twenty seven next year. What if he comes down to like twenty ish, eighteen, fifteen, something like that? That's another ten. All of a sudden, that's twenty eight million dollars you know what you could do with that on some level and i know i'm not gonna get into every cap machination but it's like the more reasonable the the lower those guys contracts are the more money you have to put players around them to uh to to put a roster together that does not depend on them because the one thing i do agree with the caller you can't ask those three guys to play like they're 27 so you have to build a roster that allows them to play their age which is 60 games maybe 28 minutes a game instead of 35 minutes a game. Um, and I think that's coming no matter what. Anyway. That's the problem right now. That's yeah, the problem it is. right now is that Draymond essentially saved the season with that stretch at the 5-0 run. But they're on track to get the season wiped down again because he's exhausted. And these vet guys, Steph, Steph, Steph's, like in the, 
Yeah, I was he looked like he was about to die in Boston. I mean, that shot that he took at the end, he was exhausted. He was no one's in better shape than Steph Curry. That does not mean he's not 35 this year. And like, there's going to be stretches of the season where he looks a little slower, you know? And it's just, it's just the reality of the roster building. Um, I try not to address that stuff just because it's like, look, they're con. <laughs> We're going to have to address it next year anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, why bother with it right now? We're going to address it in a year's time. If, if, yeah, let's keep, yeah, let's keep going. Do we have one more? Or we, we're good. One more. All right. Hey, Sam and Andy. It's Jake in Chicago again with an update. Since the Warriors season started, they're at 23 wins, and Warriors players in front office have produced 21 podcasts. See you, boys. <laughs> See you, boys. That's it. Got it. I mean, I mean, I look, man. D- I think it's a legitimately within the realm that they'll produce more podcasts than wins this year. They've got at least two or three more coming this week. You think the Warriors are already on one Sunday. So they've got what, two more games this week. I mean, just got Memphis, got Toronto. And who, like they're got, they're going to beat Memphis and lose to Toronto, aren't they? And then, and then they've got, they've got Oklahoma city on Monday, which is kind of like a must win because Oklahoma city's in the exact, same they're right on your tails. Yeah. Dude, the Warriors are so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. They're so embarrassing. This has been a great show, though. This has been a great show. I think it feels like every game, the Warriors, I bet you the Warriors come on Wednesday and say, this is where we're going to turn the season around. Because then, you know, me and you didn't do a show after Boston, but it felt like that game was where the Golden State was like, we're going to turn the season around with this win. Yeah. Here we are again. They're going to do it again on Wednesday against Memphis, Sam. They're going to do it again. So they'll run it back. We'll be back after Memphis, guys. Appreciate everyone. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.